Fargo is always apocalyptic. So, so what does what does Fargo look like in the middle of an apocalypse? Um. Well, we just had a blizzard a couple of days ago, so that was a nice touch. You know, um, it's April, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's been actually very nice, which has been good the past few weeks, and the snow was almost gone. Um, it's been relatively calm here. I mean, everybody is social distancing, but there's not, I don't know. It's just different for everybody, but we're we're still doing it. But a lot of us are getting outside and walking around and stuff. But then when the snowstorm hit, it was like, well, it was kind of already feeling like a snow day anyway. So that's just- that's actually a good way to put it. Like it's a, it's a a perpetual snow day. Yeah. Uh, I when we were kids, like we would have we would have killed to have some sort of pandemic to get out of school. That would have been the best thing in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and now it just feels like um, I I don't know what what does it feel like? Well, let's talk about self care um, <laughs> because because uh, I mean obviously that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. Um, what does self care look like now, and, and how is it the same as before? How is it how is it different from from before? Yeah, that's an interesting question because you know I've been trying to think about what content I could be putting out there to help people right now. And honestly, it's the same. Like, I feel like what I've been teaching for so many years, it's kind of like, see, you need it. (laughs) You know, like this, you have to be, when you deal with a crisis and, and chaos, like your self-care practices are what fuels you and grounds you. And the more, you know, you do it when you're not in chaos, the more you'll have to glean from when you are. You'll have some reserves and and a deep relationship with yourself so you can kind of navigate things differently. So it's kind of the same, but in terms of how important it is and how it can serve us. But at the same time, our daily schedules are so different. Like it's just, this is such a unprecedented time. And so what I've been trying to do with myself and with those that I serve is just to invite some unknowns and to just be gentle with yourself and take the pressure off trying to even take care of yourself perfectly. And knowing that, you know, some people have a lot more time, so maybe they're able to implement some things that they've been wanting to do for a long time. But for other people, they actually have less amount of time to themselves needing to work full time and, and homeschool and all of these things. And so, um, a little bit goes a long way. So it's just kind of giving yourself a blank slate and being like, what do I need right now? What helps me right now? And you can use things that have helped you in the past, but to just let go of any expectation that you're going to have this perfect Zen practice and, you know, you're going to be quarantining (laughs) perfectly. Like there's just no such thing. And so it's really taking it day by day, being gentle with yourself and just acknowledging that you're going to be experiencing maybe some levels of, of trauma, some levels of being in mourning for what you had planned and what might not be happening. You might be really sensitive. And so you're picking up on 
the weight of the world and how everyone else is processing and and dealing with. And so you're going to be more tired. You might be more um, emotional. So there's just, there's a lot going on and there's more going on that you can probably even comprehend. And so with myself, just for an example, it's just like letting myself move a little bit slower, not be as productive as I usually am, not feel like, oh, I've got this time now. I got to fill it with all this productive stuff because I don't want to waste this extra time. You know, it's just kind of just taking some time with yourself and, and being open to what is, I guess. I'm noticing this this sort of dichotomy right now between me and, and Ryan in particular. I feel like I'm I'm totally thriving right now. Like this is the best time of my life. It's it is awesome, and I don't. I'm not saying that to downplay what's going on with the the economy or individual finances. Or, or I mean, I've taken a bloodbath with respect to my own you know, retirement accounts and and even my own uh, uh, income right now is dramatically reduced because of you know, everything that's going on. Um, but uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm thriving right now. And I don't know, part of that probably has to do with being an introvert. Um, and, and Ryan is an you know, extreme extrovert, uh, as, as are you. And um, you, you aren't as extreme as Ryan, um, <laughs> but who is really. Right. And, but I, there, I've noticed with Ryan a, a particular kind of, of, of despair and he and I had a, a one of these conversations together and he he brought it up and I, I didn't mention this because I didn't think about it at the time but I was I was talking to him afterward and I was talking to Bex afterward as well and I think yeah, there's a big thing with him and and this despair be, because he's not out like constantly meeting people talking to people and when he does, it's not the same sort of face-to-face contact. In fact, we're, we're sort of prohibited. I, I was walking down the street today. Some guy uh, walked up to me and he had a mask on. He was like, hey, I really loved your documentary. And he like gave me an air hug from like six feet away, <laughs> which is like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange thing. And hopefully we'll get back to, to hugging eventually, although I, it's, it's hard for me to to sort of imagine right now. But I think the reason that I feel like I'm thriving right now has less to do with that introvert thing and has more to do with what you were sort of touching upon, at least tangentially. Um, I feel like I've sort of removed expectations right now. And, and it, some of them have been removed for me because, for example, we had to stop filming our, our Netflix film. That, that expectation was just sort of removed. Um, and, and I... I, I couldn't keep doing it right now because, you know, no one's going to fly out to, to LA, nor, nor should they, nor would that be responsible to bring a whole sort of camera crew and people together. And, and, um, all these other expectations have been sort of just removed from my plate, albeit temporarily, although I don't know how, how, how temporary it's going to be. And I don't know what the, the future looks like, but the removal of those expectations, it has made a particular kind of room that I can have conversations like this. I mean, you and I will have conversations from time to time without recording them, obviously. I mean, well, I'm always recording them, but um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I, I, uh, uh, I'll have conversations with friends like this, but this has been like a great excuse to just call um, a dozen or so friends and, and, and get these varying perspectives, not because I'm like, well, there's a particular outcome I want to get out of this. I just want to, the only outcome is to have the conversation. The, it's the, the, the journey is the outcome in, in, in that respect. And 
I don't know. I, maybe there's something about about self care and and lack of expectations, but high standards that that make uh, make the practice worth doing. Yeah, I mean, I think letting go of expectations is a huge act of self care that you can do right now. I mean, that's one thing I've had to do regularly. And I'm learning a lot about myself because before this happened, I was actually pretty burnt out with um, running my studio and working with my clients all the time and and taking on their stressors and all of these things. And I was and just doing your podcast and writing and, the- and, 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 and being a wife, et cetera. <laughs> a lot going on. And it was just, I was craving a break. And I, and so I, here, here we are, we're like, I'm legally not allowed to like give massages and run my yoga studio right now. And, and I'm realizing how much I get from doing that when before I was so distracted with the story of stress I had going on that I was like, I, I really get a lot from helping people so intimately every day. And who am I without that? Like, that's been really weird. Um, to start thinking about. And then also when I can get back to work, I'm going to have the time that I did want to rest, but also have a new appreciation for things that have been taken away. But I think like I'm constantly having to let go of that expectation of having it figured out and knowing (laughs) all the things. And even as a business owner, it's like if I'm having a slow month, like that's on me. Like, but but this situation is just so much out of all of our control that having an expectation of yourself is really just going to lead to more stress and more pain. And so if anything, you can practice some self-talk of just letting go of self-imposed expectations right now. And our mutual friend, Jason Zook and his wife, Caroline, they've been using the term, this is your first pandemic. Like (laughs) there's no Mm. right or wrong way to be dealing with this. There's no like pamphlet, you know, (laughs) there's, there's nothing to really do. And so getting to know who you are and what you need, like that's a great thing to do right now. And for you, you know, that um, you get to really glean from your strengths of being introverted and allowing yourself to thrive. And then maybe take, you do have more bandwidth to be calling your friends and having these meaningful conversations. And if you're more like me, where you get a lot from people, you know, how can I do that from home? But also how can I find the joy in being more introverted and what's the wisdom in that. So it's really just kind of an experiment, another big experiment for all of us. And at the end of the day, I think the most important part is to just, how do you tune into yourself? You don't have to be doing meditation or all these online, you know, Facebook lives that everyone's offering and all of these things. It's just like, what can you do every day to tune into yourself and honor what you're feeling? And that's, it and that's the foundation of any self-care practice and it can evolve from there but that's like that's really just all you need to be doing you know i, I like the the idea of this is your first pandemic although i, I think i disagree with it um mm-hmm. this is this is our first sort of uh, coronavirus uh or, or actually it's not even the first coronavirus so we, we've probably all had coronavirus it's 
you know, SARS-CoV-2. It's our first experience with that. But but I, I would actually, I find it more empowering to say this isn't your first pandemic because we've all had sort of our own personal pandemics. And, and most crises aren't crises. Uh, but we have these sort of individual crises in our own lives. And, and I, I, in a weird way, like I had, I mean, you've known about the health struggles I've had over the last um, 18 months or so in particular and, and with all my, my gut stuff. And in a weird way, that prepared me for this where I, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe 40, 50% better than what I was from last summer even, which which is really great. But still a long road to go uh, in that department but it's it's enabled me it's given me such such gratitude for in, in perspective in a way I, I don't think I would have had it if I hadn't have gone through that that health issue and in fact I think this this crisis this pandemic would have been far worse for me mentally psychologically emotionally had I not gone through that now all of this just feels like a a great inconvenience but the, the truth is I'm like, wow, I get to get, stay home. I get to be with Bex. I get to call friends. I get to write. I get to record weird podcasts. Like it, it, it's just, um, I don't know. It, there, there's all this, this new perspective I have because I sort of have gone through the valley. Yeah. I think it's, I talk a lot about seasons of things and revolving like literal seasons, like self-care seasons, but like it, this is a different kind of season and each one prepares you for the next. And so that's a really good point of remembering what you know about yourself and trusting yourself to have that you have tools that are in there. And we can really lose sight of that with how much media we're consuming right now um, that keeps us in this fear and stress response. And it can have us doubting our own inner wisdom and our own strengths that we've already built from other things. And so that's something worth monitoring and digging into that, that trust that you have built from yourself. But then also on the flip side, maybe there are people out there that haven't been through anything that causes this amount of stress. But the good news about it is that this is going to be one of the most valuable experiences of your life. And moving forward from here, you're going to be a changed person. There is transformation going on. And working through these challenges right now are going to set you up for whatever gets thrown at you later on in life. So that is the beauty of of hard times (laughs) and the beauty of when we're forced to grow is that what's the point of going through it if it doesn't improve your life if it doesn't make you a stronger more resilient person and i keep reminding myself of that <laughs> it's like there's there is a there is a point to this that is going to be very very valuable so to keep staying in the game and keep staying present and working with what's coming at you so you can gain these lifelong skills i think it's a great place to end it randy thank you so much i really appreciate you Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you too.